What's up, homegirls? And thank you so much for tuning in to part one of Restoration featuring Deanna. I do want to share that this episode does contain sensitive material, including self-harm and depression. As you know, I always want you to feel that this is a safe space where you can be vulnerable and be seen. If you do find the information in this episode to be triggering, please utilize the resources which you can find in the description of this episode. Hey girl, you're about to get cozy in Aaliyah's Corner. So grab that wine, grab that tea, and let's get cozy. What is up, homegirls? And welcome back to the Cozy Chat Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here tonight. I'm excited also to have another episode with a special guest, okay? Y'all know I like to balance it out, some solo, some with the guest. And of course, as y'all know, when I have a guest, it's usually something rich that I'm excited to share and another opportunity for the homegirls to connect to a story, a journey, a business, whatever, right? So for this episode tonight, I'm excited for you guys to meet Deanna and have her just share a little bit about herself and her testimony. And I'm very sure that somebody will connect with it. So I'm not going to waste any time. Welcome to the Cozy Chat Pod. Hello, how are you? I'm good. How's it going? I'm excited. I am a little nervous. That's okay. I'm going to pray that away, but I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited too. And just for context, because I just want to tell y'all, that we have a God-fearing woman right here on this podcast, okay? I just got to let y'all know. And this is why I love it. This is what helps create a safe space. Like, when I be telling y'all, safe space, transparent, vulnerable, like, yes. this moment we just had before I hit record, I'm like, oh, here I go, y'all, all excited, running my mouth, because y'all know how I am. And I'm like, okay, girl, you ready? Like, da, da, da. She said, hold on, hold on, hold on. Can we pray? I said, yes, <laughs> won't he do it? She said, hold on, hold on. I said, I said, slow this down, slow this down. And let's 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 yes. take a minute. And we had a prayer, and it was beautiful. Yeah, I can't wait for the conversation. I think it's really going to touch people. It's the first time that I'm really I don't do this. Even when you reached out to me uh, just about what I posted on social media, I even said then like, this is not me. I hate <gasps> the spotlight. I'm an introvert, so I don't do this. But um, I did feel like when I told you it was ordained, that's really how I felt like. Yeah, I think it's meant to be, um, and it will definitely touch a lot of people. So I'm happy to be here. Yes, I'm so happy you accepted. So thank you personally for coming. Yes, so course. let's introduce you to the homegirl. So why don't you tell a little bit about yourself, your socials, and who you are? Yes, so I am Deanna. Everybody who knows me well calls me D. Um, on social media, Instagram and TikTok, um, I am pretty queen D underscore. Shout out to my friend Patrick. He actually nicknamed me Queen D, and I've just been going with it ever since. Um, and outside of that, I am just, honestly, I'm an introvert. I work from home, so I don't do too much. I actually live in Houston. I moved here recently uh, with my fiance, VJ. Shout out to him. Um, he, we're down here for law school. He's in law school, not me. No, you, we, we in law school, honey. We a team. We, exactly. we in law school. Okay, yeah. But I don't do too much. I like to travel. I like to hang out with my friends when I can. I just came back from a trip uh, to the 757 where I got to see all my girls. And outside of that, I'm really in the house cooking, cleaning, not doing too much, staying out the way. So that's how I like it we I'm love a homebody body. queen yeah yes. stay out the way stay out of trouble. I love my house catch me in the house catch me on the sofa <laughs> thank you
Um, to give the homegirls context, Deanna had posted on her social media, okay? And she basically, it was a, I believe it was a scripture that she posted. Mm -hmm. And then yeah. in the, um, the caption of the scripture, she was vulnerable and she talked about her testimony and just mm -hmm. how it was a struggle for her, um, how she got to a point of feeling just really low and then sharing by the grace of God that she was able to mm -hmm. have some restoration, which is the title of this episode for that reason. So within the um, caption of your um, post, you called out an explicit date, which let me go to my notes. Mm -hmm. It was November 20th, 2022. And you noted how prior to that date, you were an ex person. Yeah. So I want you one to provide context about the post a little bit and we're going to dive in with you know with the questions but then also specifically what was what's so significant about November 20th okay um so the post was honestly totally god-led I do not put my business out on social media ever and outside of that like I'm very big on like image like okay. I'm very image conscious to be to be real mm -hmm. so um I never want to be like the girl that's crying on social media fussing on social media like I just think it's crazy love to watch it but <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest <laughs> yes I never saw myself as being that person so when I put it on social media um I was in the shower and God literally told me he was like look at your life now remember when I told you that if you waited to your birthday you was gonna be okay and I was like yeah and then he was like I want you to post about it on social media and I was like mm-hmm you <laughs> like, oh no I'm not doing that this was at 10 o'clock I was in the shower at 10 o'clock praise praise the worship listening to my music and I was like okay yeah not doing that going about my day mm -hmm. um then I was like I felt convicted um there was a situation prior where I said if God tells me to do something I'm gonna do it because the time I didn't do it I felt extremely convicted so this time was the time I was like well, dang, I got to do it. I don't want to feel like, I don't want to have this feeling on me all day. So I was like trying to rationalize with God, honestly. And I was like, you know what? I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on Facebook because okay. Facebook is like a safe space. Facebook to me is the people that really know me. Yeah. I don't have a lot of Facebook friends. Um, It's my family. I deleted a lot of people. So it's just a really, really small community. So I was like, cool. I typed up in my notes. I got into journaling recently. So I just typed up all of the feelings that I had surrounding the situation. And I just wrote it out. And it took me like an hour and a half really to write that out and just feel all of the emotions because that was my first time really just processing everything that happened. And I'll definitely get into that. But um that was just my first time processing it all. So I put it on Facebook and again, God was like, that ain't enough. Uh -huh. like, He'll call you no. out now. He'll call you I out. I was literally like, God, please. Like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to do it, do it. But like, I felt just a heavy feeling that I had to. Mm -hmm. So um, I put it on Facebook. 
exited out the app because I didn't want to see nothing. Okay. Um, and then I was like, all right, I'm about to do it. I'm about to put it on Instagram. Put it on Instagram, and I did the same thing. And I uh, I don't know if my mama called me or I called her. I think somebody had messaged her and was like, what's going on? Oh, like, okay, Because okay. mm-hmm. it just kind of, like, blew up a little bit. And I knew that it would just because I don't do that. So, like, yeah. if, if I post something, like, that people are going to be concerned or whatever, whatever feelings they had about it. And um, my mom reached out to me and I was just like, mom, like, I feel so naked. Like, all I feel right now is, like, shame and vulnerability. And I'm not used to being vulnerable. Like, I am the strong friend. Like, like I said, I'm very image conscious. Um, I don't let people see me sweat. So to do something like that, it took, like, everything. It made me want to cry. And when I did it, um, I knew that it was meant to be because outside of the people that just reached out to me and you know commended me and told me they were there for me and they appreciated it It was so many people that actually reached out directly to me that thanked me for sharing my experience because they were at that point in their lives Mm. and um I'm not gonna share who of course but there Mm. was a person a, a very young person um, who reached out to me and was like, you know, I, I'm thinking about taking my life, and I, I don't, I don't know what to do. But like after seeing your post, I kind of want to, I, I want to wait it out, wait, wait it out. And now I, I've kept up with her, and now so this. So like, mm-hmm. right now, if you're in that space, wait it out. Just mm-hmm. give it time. Um, it's not easy, and I'll definitely talk more about that. But yeah, um, on the post, I just sh- shared that I got to a low, such a low point in my life um, that I did make the choice that I wanted to commit suicide, um, planned it out, and I was going to do it, and God told me not to. He told me to wait. I, that was the first time that I really heard God's voice, and he told me to wait. And I felt like I needed to share that on social media because so many people get to that point. Um, and it's like you, when you're in it and your mind is just like so tormented, you don't know what to do. You know what you feel like you want to do, but you don't really know what to do. And you may have um, me, I am a Christian. Um, and we there's thoughts around suicide and, you know, having a hell or whatever um but you may feel conflicted convicted and just wait it out um because that will restore you Mm -hmm. Uh, so that was the social media post in some um now as far as the date that I share 1120 which is what led me to that low point prior to that um I felt like honestly I was at a point in my womanhood where I like arrived. Like okay. everything was everything was going my way. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my career, I I finally found a job that I loved. I wanna be in. My relationship was great. Like I said, we just moved to Houston to the city. Nice apartment. Um weather's great all the time. Despite being so far away from my family and friends, like I was maintaining all of my relationships perfectly. Like I'm really, really big on that connection. 
And on top of that, I had found out that I was pregnant a, a couple months prior to that. And I was embarking on this new uh, journey of motherhood. So I thought, um, so on November 20th, I actually suffered a very, very traumatic miscarriage um, that resulted in me almost losing my life. I mean, it was because I was I was um, almost twelve weeks, so I was a little a little over eleven weeks. I would have been twelve weeks, maybe like two days later. My uh, you know three month appointment was supposed to be like a Tuesday. I miscarried on a Sunday. Um, so because I was so kind of far in my pregnancy, ending that first trimester, it was literally labor. Like my water broke unexpectedly. Wow. I had contractions all day long. I bled all day long to the point that um, I lost so much blood that I, my fiance, I passed out. My fiance had to call the um, ambulance and I had to be rushed to the hospital. They did what they did. And I went home without a baby. And I could not like wrap my head around that. Um, this was not my first loss. Um, so to me, this time around was so, it was so devastating because this time around, um, the first time around, I was young. Uh, this was me and BJ's first. We were like, it was right before we got engaged. So we might have been like 22, 23, he was about to go overseas. We didn't know what we wanted to do. So it just mm-hmm. wasn't, it wasn't an ideal time for us. I, it was super early. I had been drinking all summer. So it it just wasn't the ideal situation. But this second time around, like I said, I felt like I arrived, my career is solidified. Everything's going well. We have this new place. Like this is the time. Like, and so many people had just like spoke it over me prophesied yes like when, when my family found out I was pregnant and my friends everybody was so excited mm-hmm. like everybody which is what I've always wanted I never wanted to get pregnant and have that but then like oh what you gonna do like you know yeah. not just have that dark cloud over it so when I did share that with my family and friends and it I was just so loved and everybody was just pouring into me and then literally to lose my baby and like totally not be able to cope at all um it was devastating and it took me to the lowest point that I had ever been in my life the absolute lowest point and like I said um I my mind just couldn't cope with it and I was just ready to just end it off Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. First off, no, because so so I'm one. I'm sorry. The gas came from me processing, and then mm-hmm. also recognizing just a woman of strength. So first, I'm gonna say that I'm so sorry that you experienced that because I can't. I can't even imagine any sense of loss. You know, it's like mm-hmm. oh, that's tough, but. My experience with, with, you know, getting pregnant and stuff, it was just so different. So mm-hmm. for, it sounds like your experience was like, it's excitement. Like you were, yeah. it's something you wanted, right? Like yeah. you were excited about it. So 
So I feel, I just, I feel that. Like I feel, yeah. I feel the weight for that. Um, and that, and I'm also thanking you for just sharing that because that, mm-hmm. that's very personal. And there's a lot of women, I'm yeah. sure that, yeah, that have experienced that. Mm-hmm. And, and it just seems like such a private, personal moment mm-hmm. that probably a lot of women are walking around that have that weight but haven't released it yeah. because it's, it's so sacred to you. Right. Like I can sit here and say, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And that sounds so hard, but I, I don't feel that mm-hmm. the way you felt mm-hmm. that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just think I give mm-hmm. you your flowers for being brave enough to even talk about it. Thank Cause you. I know that it can yeah. be scary to unpack things like that and relive it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Um, that's why I said when I wrote out what I wrote out, um, on social media, it took me, like I said, an hour just to really like think about, uh, because I'm the type of person I feel for a certain period of time and then I put it in a box and I put it away and I'm mm-hmm. done with it. Like mm-hmm. I'm not about to open that box because I can't handle, um, feeling that emotion again and it's not healthy it's something I'm definitely working that's not look that's all right um, it's all progress but yes yes a lot of people cope with trauma that way it's a way to cope with trauma um so yes but definitely what you said um a lot of people women um have had these experiences and we don't talk about them because they're it's so devastating it's yeah. so painful it's something that's indescribable if you've never experienced it you just Right. You, you won't know. Grief is already hard, but grieving a part of yourself um, is, I, I have no different level. It's, it's, it's just a different level. Mm-hmm. And um, it's very, very hard to cope with. And a lot of people are not able to, like I was at that point in time. Um, and I just thank God for even being able to bring me out of that. Um, because I really did not see um, past where I was at yeah. that point in time. So in your in your uh, post, you talked about you mentioned how you had no peace, right? Mm-hmm. So if we just do a recap, it's this is the journey of Diana, and she everything is up and stuck. Everything's great. Yeah. We experienced this painful point that was pivotal. And now mm-hmm. everything has changed. So in those moments, mm-hmm. what was what was that storm like for you? And what was your community like for you? Okay. Well, so I will definitely start with the no peace. So um, when I left the hospital without the baby, um, it, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. And I immediately came home and me and my fiance, uh, we were just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what do we do now? And finding ways to cope, I was just like, you know what? I haven't drank. Like, mm-hmm. get the tequila out. Let's mm-hmm. just drink. And um, we took shots and it was disgusting. I was like, okay, I can't do this. So it yeah. isn't for me. Um, let's let's get high so let's smoke I ain't smoke I haven't I stopped smoking um after college so I was just like you know what let's let's smoke um see if that makes me feel better um it did it I I realized that I stopped smoking because 
uh, it made me paranoid. And that's exactly what it did. It didn't mm-hmm. bring me any peace. So I was just searching. I was just trying to numb myself because right. I just felt this tremendous cloud of just pain, devastation, grief, and my mind just could not function. Crazy is Sunday I lost a baby. Tuesday I was that was supposed to be my three month appointment. I could I had to go back to the gynecologist. Um, mm-hmm. so they booked me an appointment for Monday. It rained all day, like it rained all day. It was just so gloomy. And I had to go into the office and see everybody pregnant, everybody's their appointments. And mm-hmm. it crushed me. My mom went with me. Um it crushed me to the point that it was just like, okay, so not only did I lose my baby, now I have to just like deal with this and like people where I was happy and excited. And it just, I was just so fed up with God. I was Mm. pissed. I was pissed Mm -hmm. beyond words. Like I was disappointed. Um, So I was just like, you know what? effort um I'm not gonna be a Christian anymore like I'm done Mm -hmm. I'm done with Jesus I'm done with God um this is it for me I'm just about to I don't know what I'm about to do but yeah I'm done I didn't want nobody praying for me um Mm -hmm. I didn't want nobody bringing up God nothing none of that like I didn't even say my grace anymore which was like very intentional like I don't want nothing Mm -hmm. to do with him Mm-hmm. And once I made that decision, it was like, okay, now my mind is tormented 24-7. Like, I, I can't even, like, describe it, really put words to it, but um, it was just no peace at all. Um, constant thoughts of just ending my life. Constant. I did not, I didn't sleep um, at night. I would be up all night either crying or researching ways that like uh what's the best way that mm. what's the least painful way to do it and you know you got a problem when on the google search it's like seek the suicide hotline mm. and, um, mm-hmm. so I'm, i was mm-hmm. just doing that like mm-hmm. all night sleeping during the day getting high like I'll, I'll just get high so i can get some sleep be up all night, my fiance in the bed, he's like, it was horrible because it was his finals week, it was just, everything just went to shit at once, like, and it was just unbelievable, so I was just tormented, and I was just like, okay, like, I'm going to commit suicide, and this is how I'm it. I didn't tell, I told my mom, and I told my fiance, I'm not going to share their reactions, mm-hmm. um, Two totally different reactions, two two different extremes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, um, but I didn't tell them when I was gonna do it. I just told them that I was gonna do it, and I didn't say how I was gonna do it. And yeah, I just was like, I'm done. I'm not doing wow. it anymore. I feel like um, I, as much as I've had a, a great life, people also don't know that I've I've had a lot of um, trauma in my life, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt like this situation, um, it was just another trauma that I just had to heal from. And I was just tired of that cycle of trauma and healing and trauma and healing. And it was just too much for me. Um, and I just wanted it to be over. So let me ask you this, cause it seems like 
you with you withdrew, right? Like you were withdrawn from everything because you just was like, I'm good. Like I, I can't everything. Right. Yeah. So I didn't and, answer my phone. That yeah, Nothing. that's what like, and that phone yeah. on do not disturb. Did not leave the house. Was not on social media. I wasn't I I can't even tell you the amount of times I shout. Like, I look like somebody on the side of the street, which is just not me. Like, right. and I just couldn't even do the, the, the basic things. I wasn't eating. I think I lost like, uh, 20 pounds. Wow. Um, after that, I wasn't eating. Uh, I made have drink water. Um, I was smoking, but yeah, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. It wasn't talking to anybody. Like I talked to my mom. I talked to my fiance, my mother-in-law flew out for a week. I, I talked to her, but outside that, I didn't even talk to my dad. There's there since November twentieth, there are people who have reached out to me that still have not heard from me, and not I am in a different space now, um, and I want to know them to know that there is no love loss. It's just that I had to get through that. Um, so if you have not heard from me, I thank you. I still love you. I appreciate you. Um, text me <laughs> I will respond this time but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are people that have, like that I love that consistently texted my phone every single day and didn't get a response let me voicemail call me all of that and I did not respond like that's what all. I was gonna ask you because and also because you mentioned earlier that you were very cautious of image right mm-hmm. so that that's my question for you next it's like so if you're, we're only talking to mom we're only talking mm-hmm. to fiance so your other friends your other girls that are very close to you is it that you just didn't respond to them either is it that they were under the impression that oh she's going through something but she doesn't want to talk mm-hmm. about it so when I lost the baby I think I was just so oh matter of fact no I was in the hospital and I I was like a little high off of morphine and I was just like, you know, nobody knew uh, that I all of that had happened in okay. the day that I had been to the emergency room twice, rushed in, rushed in the ambulance. Nobody knew anything. Um, my mom, BJ had reached out to my mom and my dad and I think his mom. They knew that I was in the process of losing the baby, but they did not know anything else outside of that. So then my mom immediately hopped on a flight. So um, I was in the hospital bed, high off of morphine, and I was just like, I'm just about to tell everybody there is no baby no more, and that I'm turning my phone off. So literally, I think wow, I texted okay. like my family group chat, my best friend group chat and my line sisters and I was like the baby's gone and they were just like what the fuck like oh wow oh wow yeah it was I was going through it like it it was just crazy like what are you talking about so now like literally 30 people are like what the hell there was just a baby like literally there was just they just they were looking seeing getting videos of my belly they all seen the ultrasound then DJ's like everybody's calling me and I'm just like I don't care like you deal with it and he he was just so overwhelmed because you know it's his loss too yeah it's like yeah he had to process his feelings he had to take care of me it was finals week it was just so much going on um 
I was in the ambulance. They lost me, took me to the wrong hospital. It was just a lot going on. It was so chaotic. Yeah, it was crazy. The craziest, like, one thing about it in my life, what can go wrong will go wrong. Homegirls, I'm so sorry to interrupt the episode, but as you know, me and Deanna had so much to cover that we did have to make this a two-parter. So I hope that you were enjoying her transparency and the rawness of this episode. So we will continue this conversation next week and we'll learn more about Deanna's experience, her journey, her community, and ultimately what brought her out of her dark place. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you all next week. Bye.